Welcome back to the Messy Reformation. My name's Jason Rice. I'm the lead pastor at Faith Community CRC in Beaver Dam, Wisconsin. My co-host is Willie Cronkey. He's a member at PCRC in Pisa, Minnesota. We're just a couple of guys who love the Christian Reformed Church and want to see Reformation happen in our denomination. And we realize that whenever Reformation happens in the history of the church, things get messy. And the closer we get to Synod, the messier things are getting. So we're taking the opportunity to have conversations with pastors throughout the Christian Reformed Church to find out what's going on in our denomination, but also to talk about what Reformation might look like. If you haven't already, take a moment, click subscribe so you don't miss any of our upcoming content. We are dropping episodes every single Monday. We also want to say thank you to everyone who sponsored us over on Patreon. We are slowly working our way toward our modest goal of 20 subscribers at $5 a month. So if you appreciate what we're doing and want to help us continue to put out content, head on over to patreon.com backslash the messy reformation. I also want to encourage you to head on over to Facebook, search The Messy Reformation, and like our page. We are hoping to do a lot more communication over there, so make sure you like our Facebook page. With all that said, we're going to get to this week's episode where I share some brief reflections on this past week of Synod and then looking forward to the future of the Christian Reformed Church. I just wanted to hop on and give a quick update on what's been happening over the last week and why I wasn't posting anything. Last I had talked, I was planning on posting some content throughout Synod, giving people update and interviewing some of the delegates. However, that did not happen. One, there was absolutely no time to do that. All of our extra free time was spent uh, talking and preparing for the upcoming sessions, and so there was It was actually naive of me to think that I was going to have time to do these recordings. But an even bigger reason was I was told not to by the officers of Synod, just like other delegates who were told not to. Paul Vanderclay, who runs a YouTube channel, he was told not to, and other delegates were told to stay off of social media, and so I was going to obey that. I didn't want to do anything that would possibly mess up the deliberative process of this synod, and so I decided to hold back and not cause any problems. I actually didn't think it was that big of a deal to make that decision. I figured we could spend the next few months reflecting on what just happened at synod. And that's our plan. Um, All of our episodes for the last two years have kind of been building up to this synod, and now things are going to change up for a little bit, and we're going to spend the next few months at least reflecting on what just happened at Synod, and then looking to the future and what we're going to do for the future of the CRCNA. So what the plan is, we're going to be interviewing delegates who are on the floor of Synod and part of those discussions, and then we're going to ask them a new set of questions, kind of reflecting on what they saw and heard at Synod, but also questions looking toward the future. What are we going to do now as we look to the future? One story uh, just from my personal life that I kept thinking about throughout this time of Synod was when I was looking at going to seminary. It had been my goal and my dream to attend Calvin Theological Seminary in person. I thought it would be important to be there, to rub shoulders with the professors, to be on campus, and I just like in-person learning better. We had already lined up an apartment for my family and everything to go out there and do residential learning. However, sometime in May, before we were going to go there, my wife and I felt 
like God was telling us to touch the brakes a little bit. We saw some things going on in our church that we were serving. We thought maybe God wants us to stay here and help our church through this mess that was possibly going to come up. And so we took two weeks to pray about it. And at the end of those two weeks, my wife and I sat down and we had a conversation and And at the end of that, we felt the Holy Spirit leading us to stay in our church and for me to switch over to the distance learning program so that we could walk with our church through the mess that we thought was possibly going to come, uh, which did come. A couple weeks before I started seminary, my senior pastor was suspended and eventually deposed. But I remember that night, uh, one thing that my wife told me, I remember her looking at me and saying, You realize what we just decided, didn't you? It's not that we just decided to stay in Minnesota. We are choosing to stay in the mess. We could have left the mess and we could have went off to seminary and and said goodbye to the mess, but we are choosing to stay in this mess because this is what we feel God is calling us to do. I kept thinking about that throughout this last synod because even though there were a lot of quote-unquote wins for conservatives, the things are still messy. And we're choosing to stay in this mess because that's what God is calling us to do. As my, my favorite tagline, as everyone knows, I keep saying every time Reformation happens in the history of the church, things get messy. Well, guess what? Things got messy at this last synod, and things will continue to get messy as we continue to see Reformation happen in the Christian Reformed Church. But I'm encouraging you and every single one of you, stay in the mess, because God works through this mess, and God is working powerfully right now to bring Reformation in the Christian Reformed Church, and I'm really excited about what he's doing and about how he's going to work. One of the things I've I've realized this past week being in Synod is that my brain works like a church revitalizer, right? So I'm I am in a church revitalization uh, situation right now and my brain just thinks that way as I look toward the rest of the denomination and it, and it really struck me this past week that Uh, revitalization is reformation. That's what we're doing. When I'm in a church revitalization, I'm in a church reformation. And one of the key things to realize in a church revitalization or a denominational reformation is that things are messy and they are slow. We have to think baby steps in this process. And so when I, when I try to help my church grow in areas, I'm always looking to take baby steps in the right direction. It never happens overnight, but we're, we're rejoicing and praising God whenever we start taking baby steps in the right direction. And then we build up skills and we build up strength to keep doing what needs to be done to bring this church to a healthy process. And, and one of the beautiful things that I'm seeing in the Christian Reformed Church is that we are taking actually more than baby steps right now in the right direction. And we're building skills and we're building tolerances and we're building up these things that we haven't had for a long time in our denomination. And that's a positive thing. We are seeing reformation happen and we're taking really solid steps in the right direction. As many of you know, there were, there are four big things coming up at this last synod that really needed to be addressed and then we needed to have good decisions on. The first one was an overture regarding penal substitutionary atonement. One was the human sexuality report. 
One was making that human sexuality report, or at least the teachings of that human sexuality report, making that confessional and binding on all office bearers in the, in the Christian Reformed Church. And the final one was disciplining a church that had ordained a deacon who was in a homosexual marriage and, and living that lifestyle out. And so those were really four things that a lot of people were looking to, saying we need to handle these four rightly if we can stay in the Christian Reformed Church in good conscience. And the beauty was all four of those things were decided definitively at this last synod. Almost every one of those had a 70 to a 75% vote. Or another way to say it, they all had super majority votes, over two-thirds votes in favor of, of making penal substitutionary atonement. Uh, if you deny that, you're, you're worthy of discipline in the church. Over almost 75% of the church approved the of the delegates approved the the human sexuality report over almost 75% of the church believed that the teachings of the human sexuality report should be confessional which means they should be binding on the consciences of all office bearers that means elders deacons pastors in the Christian reformed church which also means if you don't hold those teachings you're worthy of discipline and also a strong majority over 2 thirds of the delegates decided that we needed to take strong disciplinary action on Neeland Avenue, which was the church that had been veering away from the CRC's position on human sexuality and had ordained a deacon who was in a homosexual marriage. And so all of those had super majority votes. All of them were over two thirds majority and most of them were almost 75% majority. Um, And that was massive. And so those were not just baby steps in the right direction. Those were massive, massive steps in the right direction. And so we can be, we can be happy at the work that God was doing, even though it, it's a struggle, right? It's really hard to know that actually 25% of the CRC believed that these things were not good. I, I just talked to a pastor today who said he was so disappointed that there were 25% of the pastors and delegates in the CRC that were voting against these things. But I reminded him, don't forget that even though there's 25% that are voting against these things, 75% of the Christian Reformed Church agrees with you. And 75% of the Christian Reformed Church believed we needed to take a stand at this synod. Draw lines in the sand and say, this is who we are. This is where we stand. We're not going anywhere. That's huge. And it's so easy for us to get caught up in those who are disagreeing with us and those who are maybe even fighting against us and and to focus on them and to think that there's so many more than us. But, I mean, that's true of any church conflict. If you've ever been in a church conflict before, you know that one or two people in your church, a small minority of your church, can can frustrate you and drive you crazy and, and make your life miserable. Well, I feel like that's what's been happening in the CRC for a long time, that there's this minority in the church that is trying to push us in a progressive or liberal direction. And people have felt like, like the conservatives were the minority for so long. And after this last synod, we, it has been clear. 75% of the Christian Reformed Church is orthodox. 75% of the Christian Reformed Church stood with the Human Sexuality Report, wanted it to be confessional for all of the office bearers, and wanted to make sure that we disciplined any churches that were veering away from these teachings. 
I think it's really important for us not to forget that in this conversation. Um, I also wanted to say, uh, I'm not going to say too much today because next week, the next couple of weeks, you'll hear Willie and I reflect together on some of the things we saw and some of the things we think need to happen moving forward in the Christian Reformed Church. But one of the things I wanted to talk about, one thing that was really powerful that I felt throughout Synod was the peace of the Holy Spirit. I was expecting to come out of Synod completely drained and exhausted and and trying to recover for, for multiple weeks. And yet, throughout all of Synod, I felt God's peace. I felt the Holy Spirit right there with me, strengthening me, guiding me, and all of the delegates as well, and, and giving me strength to come through where I went away for a weekend and I'm feeling ready to dive back into work and feeling really good. And so, all of your prayers for us delegates were felt in a powerful, powerful way. And not only was the Spirit giving us strength and peace throughout this, but the, but the Spirit was really, truly guiding us as delegates throughout this. I, I truly feel like we can walk away from this synod saying what they said in Acts 15, is that these decisions seemed good to us and to the Holy Spirit. I really, truly believe that. And there were multiple times throughout the week where I would feel a nudge from the Spirit, like, we need to do this. And I would go talk to some other delegates, and they would actually come up to me and say, hey, I felt the nudge of the Holy Spirit that we need to do this. And I felt that over and over and over and over again. And so it was just confirmation again that God was working leading up to this synod and throughout this synod, and God will continue to work throughout the Christian Reformed Church coming out of this synod. So... Um, I'm praising God for the work of the Holy Spirit. Another thing I noticed uh, throughout this synod, and and I've been saying this for quite a while, I feel like, and maybe I haven't said it on the podcast as much, but the world is watching the Christian Reformed Church. We are a, a minuscule denomination in the grand scheme of things, but people were watching us. Uh, one of the ecumenical delegates from the Netherlands told us that. He said, People in the Netherlands are watching these live streams because they want to know what is going to happen in the Christian Reformed Church of North America. They want to know. And even Ed Stetzer from, from Wheaton, and he's you know a, a fairly big name, he was watching the live streams and, and tweeting about the decisions we were making. And he made comments telling everyone that they need to keep an eye on the Christian Reformed Church because of the decisions we were making and the actions we were taking are a good example of a denomination that is standing firm for orthodoxy in the midst of kind of shifting sands in our culture. And so people were watching what we did, and I'm praying and praising God. At the same time, I'm praying that they were able to see the movement of the Holy Spirit. And I'm praising God that they could look in and see a denomination that is standing firm in the midst of culture and see a denomination that is actually taking a stand for biblical truth and orthodoxy and is actually doing the hard work of discipline. As I said from the floor of Synod, discipline is never joyful. Discipline is always painful. We're told that in Hebrews 12. It's always painful. It's always difficult. Nobody rejoices in the fact that we have to take disciplinary action on a church, and yet that doesn't mean it's not a good thing. It's a good thing. Discipline is good. It's always been good in my life. As I, I said from the, 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 the floor of Synod, that every turning point in my life that has shaped me to become who I am right now came because faithful men or faithful women rebuked me. 
they corrected me. They told me, do not do this thing. The reason I preach the way I preach right now is because someone came up to me and rebuked me for not using scripture when I preached. The way I deal with volunteers is because one of my volunteers rebuked me for treating my volunteers poorly, and so I repented and I turned from that. All of these major turning points in my life that have shaped me to become the pastor I am came because people were willing to discipline me. And so this is what's happening in the Christian Reformed Church right now. We decided to take disciplinary action, and our goal and desire is not to to kick people out of the denomination, but our goal is to see them turn and repent, and we'll see what happens. Um, Even Paul Vanderclay, who I know always postures himself as a moderate, and I don't want to offend you, Paul, if you listen to this, but but I think you're a little left of moderate, I would say. Um, but but even in Paul's uh, kind of reflections on this past synod, he he has said that the decisions we made at this past synod have now set the trajectory for the Christian Reformed Church. That means from here on out, he believes we will continue to get more conservative each and every single year. We drew a line in the sand and said, this is who we are as a denomination. And actually, Dr. Tianto, our new church history professor that, that a number of people had some issues with, but he did say something really well. He said, this is a moment where we are, we are creating our identity. These are identity-making moments in our denomination. And that's what happened at this synod. We decided this is who we are. We are a denomination that is going to hold firmly to God's word. We are going to hold firmly to its teachings, even though they're countercultural. And we are a denomination who will discipline those who try to veer away from those doctrines. We are a denomination who will try to call people back to following Christ and his word. That's who we are now. And that identity now is going to begin to play itself out over the next few years. Um, But... But that doesn't mean that we're done, right? I think everybody should realize that. And, and I've been saying this for the last number of months on the podcast that, that reformation never happens in one year. And I want everybody to remember that, that, that nobody should have expected a complete total reformation just because of this one synod. That never happens. It never happens. It's never going to happen in your church. And it's never going to happen in a, in a denomination either. And so we have a lot of work to do. Yes, this is a massive, and I know people are saying we shouldn't call it a win or a loss because there's so much destruction and damage and, and hurt coming out of this, but, but I'm still, I'm sorry, I'm just a simple man and I'm going to say what I think. That's still a win for orthodoxy. We took a stand here, and so I'm going to call it a win, and not all wins, um, sometimes there's pain in a win, but this is a win for us. But this isn't the only win we have. We have to continue to fight the fight for orthodoxy over the next few years. We have to start preparing for next year's synod and the synod after that and the synod after that. And even, let let me be really clear for all of us, not only do we need to think of the next synod and the next synod, but we need to think of the next generation. I really want to push us to start thinking, how are we going to disciple our children and the next generation, so that we don't have to have this same fight again in 40 years. Because that's what's happening in, in, in churches and denominations. 40 years later, a new generation comes and rejects everything that just happened because they didn't disciple, and they didn't discipline. And so we need to start thinking about the next synod and the next synod, but we also need to start thinking about the next generation. 
How are we discipling our children to stand firm in the midst of culture? And so we have a long ways ahead of us. And I hope that doesn't doesn't kind of discourage people. I hope nobody I hope nobody was actually thinking we would walk out of this synod with the decisive victory that would end everything and we would be completely perfect and whole coming out of the synod. That that's never going to happen. That's like expecting to preach one sermon on a topic and everybody's lives would change. That that never happens. It takes sermon after sermon after sermon after sermon to create a culture in your church. But this was good. What happened at this last synod was a massive step in the right direction, saying this is who we are, this is the culture we're going to have in our church, and now we have to keep reminding people at next year's synod, at 2023 and at 2024 and at 2025, this is who we are, and this is where we're going as a denomination. And so, um, and, and I think everyone's seeing that. Like I said, a number of people who would probably be labeled more like a moderate um, they're talking about how decisive of a victory this was. And I know that there's some who are conservatives who are feeling like we didn't get the victory that we wanted. But again, I'm trying to remind you, don't forget that the four main things we wanted to accomplish at this synod, we accomplished. That's massive. Don't forget that we accomplished those things with almost a 75% vote. That's massive. It wasn't 51, 52%. They were almost all 75% votes in favor. And so we took a massive step this year, but we also have to keep coming back year after year after year. We can't rest on our laurels. Nobody can do that anywhere. If you leave the CRC today or tomorrow or next week or next month and go to another denomination, guess what you're going to find? You're going to find another battle there and another fight there. And you're going to have to keep fighting there over and over and over and over again. But now you can say, you can stay in the Christian Reformed Church. We have taken a stand for orthodoxy, for biblical truth, for following the the hard way of Christ in the midst of this culture. And we're going to keep doing that over and over and over and over again. And so I encourage you, don't leave. Stay with us and keep fighting the good fight in this messy Reformation. And as we do that, I, I I want to remind you of a really good piece of advice that that someone told me, uh, an important piece of advice for any pastor, but a really important piece of advice for a church revitalizer. Um, and I'm going to say it's a really important piece of advice for denominational reformers. Uh, an older pastor told me, here's something you need to remind yourself on a regular basis. There are going to be days that are really, really hard in your church, and you're going to think there's no hope for the future, and you're going to have no clear path forward And what you need to do is you need to go home, you need to sit down in bed, you need to look up at the Lord and say, Lord, this is your church. I'm going to bed. And I want to tell us to remember that as we continue this fight for reformation in the Christian Reformed Church, we can be thankful that the Lord himself has won this victory and that this is his church and he will have his way moving forward. And so we all need to praise God for the work that he's done, but also we need to trust him to continue to do that work in our denomination. And we need to continue to pray that God would do that work so that his name would be glorified and his name would be honored among the earth because the world is watching. And then we need to go to bed tonight and say, Lord, this is your church. This is your denomination. We're going to bed. 
That's all we have for this week. Stay tuned next week to hear Willie and I's reflections on this past week of Synod and also our thoughts on what's going to happen moving forward for the Christian Reformed Church. But until then, don't forget this is Christ Church, and he bought it with his blood. And we've been warned that wolves will come in trying to destroy the flock. So keep a close watch on your life and on your doctrine. Preach the word in season and out of season. And keep fighting the good fight in this messy reformation.